You're listening to DraftKings Network. And I'll kill the Memorial Cup because I'm not Canadian. Shana. Carrying on. <laughs> Amazing. Um, yeah, I think my answers are pretty much in line with that. It's- Hello, everybody, and welcome to episode whatever this is of Too Many Men. It's quarantine time. I don't know what week it is. I don't know what episode it is, but we're here. We're glad you're here. Uh, this is Allison Lucan. I am, as always, joined by the illustrious Shana Goldman. Shana, say hi. Hi. Thank you. And, and Sarah, Sarah Simeon is also here. Sarah, welcome the people. Hello, people. Yes, I didn't know if I was going to be here. I was cleaning my bathroom, which is like not something I'm great at, to be quite honest with you. And I realized that I mixed two chemicals and I tried to Google, um, is Mr. Clean bleach? And I Googled, is it the first thing that popped up and suggested search is, is Mr. Clean gay? So <laughs> I laughed, I cracked open a seltzer and folks, I've survived. So I don't think it's bleach. How are we? <laughs> And um, if we're particularly just on our A-game today, we are conducting this episode recording via Zoom um, because this is how we entertain ourselves in quarantine. Mm -hmm. Um, But before we dive into this week's show, we do have the final clause for for a cause update. Um, Guys, we remain just in awe and floored of all of the support. Shana, tell tell us how we ended up and tell us what we were able to contribute. We ended up with... Oh, yeah. We ended up. (laughs) (laughs) What I learned in voting school is. (laughs) We ended up with $5,500 and 50 cents, need the 50 cents, and we split it half and half. Um, Half went to America's Food Fund and half went to Direct Relief. So thank you to everyone who contributed. And yeah, we did. We did good. We all did good. Sarah, any final final thoughts? Thanks so much, everybody. Um, That was just the greatest little event ever. I loved that we could all hang out. We'll have to do it again, even if we're not raising money. Just like, it was nice to see everyone, to do something, have something to look forward to. It was awesome. And sometime we'll get our act together because the three of us owe you a uh, flip cup tournament of our own. Because uh, you because you beat our, our goal. So we appreciate you. Um, and again, thanks to all of you who buy our merch. Um, it was through our merch funds that we were able to make sure that 100% of the donations went straight to the cause. So um, just turning it back into the community. And thanks again to everyone who was awesome. Um, someone who was definitely not awesome. <laughs> very smooth, very smooth. <laughs> because, I mean, last week was so great. We were so happy. We had so much to celebrate. So we didn't even have a shit list last week. And so it was almost like the universe conspired against us and said, fuck you guys. Don't ever cut mm-hmm. out the shit list because we will deliver. Uh, Shayna, as is tradition, please bring us up to date on the shit list and our newest member. Our newest member has skyrocketed pretty damn high on the shit list. It's Brendan Lepsick, who decided to be a shit pig on on the internet. In- shit pig. <laughs> <laughs> How else do you describe it? I mean, there's a million ways we could describe it as in depth. Oh. And as horribly as he did about so many people in this group chat. So he was an asshole in a group chat with, (laughs) and was just a miserable human being. I mean, like, that's really how you have to put it. He was 
shredding women constantly. Um, his line mates in Washington and in Vancouver, um, Connor McDavid's girlfriend's knees. And, and this is the best. We spoke about this days later. And someone mentioned the line about him doing coke in it. I literally, it, I completely forgot about that because everything else stood out so much about him sucking that if you forget that someone's like mentioning like an NHL, like, hey, I did coke, like you must have done some really stupid shit. So yeah, get to the top of the list and enjoy, enjoy your stay. That so, was honestly, um, oh, sorry, what were you no, saying? I was going to hand it to you, my friend, go. <laughs> that was one of the top comments on The Athletic. It was like the fact that um, he, which not bad comment section, by the way, if that was like some for once, like great discourse about this for the most part. And um, the, the, mo- the number one comment was like, well, the fact that like he loves cocaine is being like the 15th most shocking thing in this article or in this um, DMs, it says a lot. And um, God, there was so much to unpack here. It was so much like, it was pretty exhausting. I've, I hated watching women um, in hockey get down about it just because we've all had a situation like this. And it's maybe it's not all men, but it is all women that have gone through something like this. Um, and you just you're taken back. I remember like a situation with me, just like I was dating a frat boy, which is my first mistake. But I was in his bedroom and with him and like I didn't. I guess everybody thought I went home and they were just talking, like ripping me apart about how ugly I am and how they couldn't believe that he was dating me. And it's just like when you get guys in groups, sometimes it's even if not everybody in the group, like I, the psychology about this lot fascinates me. But like, even if not everyone in the group agrees with what you're saying, they're going to chip in to be like accepted by the group. And I think, and it, this is not a time to like rub this on. What, rub this under the rug I've been cleaning um swipe sweep this under the rug um it's a time to acknowledge hey maybe like examine if you've said something like this or if you talk like this with your friends that um you're not evil but why why are you doing this what purpose does it serve and um are like examine yourself because there's something wrong with you that's a reflection of you if you're so nasty about Connor McDavid's leg Connor McDavid's girlfriend's legs that now need a parenting count. Of all things, that's what you notice? Well, and the thing is, like, I'm with Sarah on this because, like, seriously, what has to be going on in your mind that you feel the need to tear down everything? It's not even like, I mean, look, we've all had shit days and you're pissed at someone and you say shit. But, like, when your initial reaction is to tear down everything you see and everything you can, like there's something going on within you and I'm not being facetious when I say this, like get some help for that. Like that's not a productive way to live. That's not a happy way to live. Like every single thing he saw, he shat on just every single thing. Like I don't get it. Yeah. Yeah. It was, you're wearing too much makeup. You're wearing not enough makeup. You're fat. You are, your tits are out. I don't even know if he said that, but I'm just saying that. Um, Like, it was the it was fascinating to me like the opposites of what he said because you can so clearly see what the problem with what he said like the standards that he holds women women to are yep. impossible and he could never you're too much of everything and you're not enough of everything at the same time so that's the problem with what he said like one of 17 problems but um, yep. just the fact that it's like there's nothing that would satisfy him and i'm like 
I'm not, I'm not going to make fun of him, but, um, no, but it's like, and two, like, uh, someone who I really respect, Asma Twumi, uh, tweeted out, she said, the thing is like for women, this is just like you said, Sarah, this is just a reflection of no matter how much you do, how hard you work, there's someone out there who's going to reduce you to that Yep, all the time. And it's just yep. so like, depending on the day that can hit you super hard. Right. And like, I just worry too, for all of, of the young women or the women who are working on their self-esteem, like when you see a chat like that, like what do these poor girls think they have to be to be accept- yeah. accepted by a man? Like, yep. And it's the sad so, part is, the sad part is it's, not a rare occurrence for a no. man like that to be saying things like this. And um, that's what I like, I tried to get across in the things that I tweeted about it is that like, this is going to happen your whole life. And it's going to happen if you, the more you love yourself, it seems like proportional to the more that like men will hate, not all. Okay. Why do I keep saying that? Um, I'm the number one person that hates that phrase, but like I, the more that you love yourself and don't care what they think, the more they're going to get so aggravated by that because the only thing that seems to make their insecurities feel better is tearing you down. So you just have to learn to live with it. And um, that gives, that takes their power away completely. Mm -hmm. And there was a, there was a tweet that went around too. Like, look at the women that were in that chat. Like it just, it was, it was a, it was a, postpartum mom all of those women were beautiful for different reasons but it's like for all the people who say well it's because these women you know they just want to be with rich hockey players and the the women are not the problem here people jesus no No. if you if you find ways to fault women who literally some of them like had no interaction with him they're just people like living their lives so god forbid god forbid women decide that we're gonna live our lives and post a picture of it on the internet which men do and it's totally okay to do no, like let's let's pick it apart. And it's not even like it's not even like you're sitting there talking shit because like let's face it, most people do talk shit and I'm not like condoning it. Right. But we yeah. but we all do like look at someone and be like, Wow, what a stupid like you looked at the McDavid picture and you went like, Oh, that's what they dressed up as. Oh, what a stupid costume. You're like, all right, whatever. But like you find something and I think that's the one that stood out to me the most because they're dressed up and you go, Look at her knees. I know. That's <laughs> quite a weird flag. I yeah. don't think I've ever examined another human's knees, including my yeah. own, ever. Like, how, just how knees. much time did you spend on that picture to gravitate to that? Unless to send like, it in the group yeah. chat. Right. Like, you are an NHL player. You have an, and I'm not saying that you can be unhappy as an NHL player. We all know that you can. You have this opportunity of a lifetime that so many people would kill for. And yes, your NHL career may not have gone as you could have wanted. You're not the all star, whatever. You are, you are in such a place of privilege to just come out and not be like, oh, this guy's a douche or, oh, he's a prick, to be that terrible of a human being. It's like you you need to seriously examine your life for nitpicking people that you just happen to come across on Instagram. Unfollow them. That's one. Get them off your feed and get them blocked. Imagine. Yes. Never. If you can't handle it, find a perfectly <laughs> curated list. It. Yeah. Get a perfectly cur- curated list to your assholeish tendencies that will, you know, flow accordingly for you. And – just shut up. It takes more energy to sit there absolutely shredding people than to just go, swipe. I'm yeah, over but it. That's like, what he yeah. likes. That's right. the thing. It's like just a normal people or maybe not normal women would probably just unfollow. But it's like the, 
people like him need to thrive off other people's like what like anything that seems off about them and it, notice how it was all people in happy relationships or um seemingly like pictures of them smiling or whatever and like mm-hmm. i don't even want to unpack i hope they're fat so we can degrade them who yeah. the hell says that and i think um a good point was that um where was I going with that? <laughs> Who the hell knows? There's so much to unpack here. But um, the fact that, um, I don't know, get back to me. Well, there is a lot to unpack, which takes us to the act itself was bad enough. So then there were a couple phases of reaction. So let's start with the first one. Yes, that's what I meant. Which is, which is <laughs> let's see your DMs. Many people showing their ass specifically, and I'm going to quote Hall of Fame. Hero, woohoo, Brett Hall. The quote is, we did the same things. We said the same things, but there was no way to get caught. We can go out after games. We can go to strip clubs. We can go to bars and we could do whatever we wanted and it would all be hearsay. The fun is gone. So there was- The fun? That's your fun. Well, so here's, so let's talk, like legit. And this ties into, we'll, we'll talk about too, what happened to Leipzig individually as a player. But like the first phase of reaction of, well, just don't let your DMs get busted. Don't let someone, you know, see what you're saying. That's not the problem here, people. Like so many people showed their ass in terms of what they really think about what was said there. I can't tell you how many of, well, we all know this is how it goes in the room. I mean, this is how, everybody who I talk it to. Is, but it that's is, but that's not okay. Exactly. Discuss. Um, I mean, look, Brett Hall is a human. Who, <laughs> Are we sure? Every, yeah, somewhat. Who, Shit, I'm so everyone, fine. That's a debate. <laughs> whatever. Who fucking cares? We're women. We don't have opinions and thoughts. They could just, you know, go talk shit about us in your fucking group chats. Um, <laughs> Uh, so this is the guy who everyone has cheered on in the last year for being absolutely hammered screaming about a team so go go in there second of all but the apple doesn't fall fucking far from the tree and what you put in context what he said relative to the shit that his father has said and the Honestly. nhl still trots them out i like fuck Honestly. off like fuck off like i get it Maybe you were raised badly, blow up. Your dad thinks like some of the shit that he said and has said to people in public that is going to be reported. What uh, was it? Hitler had the right idea. Just yeah, for the record, that's, we're not talking about like he was mean. He said Hitler oh, had no. the right idea. Yeah. So if that's something that his father felt okay to speak in public to people to be published, I don't want to know what was behind closed doors there. So sure, I'm sure your conversations were terrible because you were raised, but it doesn't it doesn't change the fact that like you are a human being and an individual that you could be raised in the worst conditions. You still are supposed to have a conscience and be able to like come out of this and be like, you know, maybe it's not a good idea to reveal that I'm a horrible fucking human too, that thinks this kind of stuff's okay because it's totally normal. Like you can look at it and go, I have seen this. It's normal, blah, blah, blah. And still go, shouldn't be this way. It's, it's truly not hard to have morals and ethics and things like that. But I guess like, you know, you never paid attention to that because why would you? Well, and yeah. it just speaks to like, and players I spoke to, none of whom were on the Columbus Blue Jackets, let's just be clear. They even said, you know, you grow up around hockey and, and shit like this is happening. And sometimes you don't know yeah. that you don't know that it's bad. And this is, 
this is one of the many facets of hockey culture that people talk about as problematic because it's not like Brendan Leipzig is the singular asshole exactly in hockey. And this no, is a just thing. Example of it now. This is a thing that happens in hockey that happens in a lot of walks of society, and it's fucking exhausting. Yep, it really is, and it's one thing to say yeah and okay and i i hear people out that hockey isn't as fun as it used to be because that's totally true and players should be able to go to the bar and go to the strip club like i think that would be hilarious and fun i would love to cover that um i i do agree with torts that there's too many green smoothies in the league like i am one i'm old school in that sense i'm like green i wish they were getting good. hammered yeah, of course. Green smoothies are good too. But we need to have a green smoothie and then drink whatever the fuck we want to Yeah, yeah. And I I love hearing those sides of the, the stories with guys, but like just because you party or have a little fun does not mean, like how are these things intertwined at all? They shouldn't be at all. Like, what do you mean? No, you it's just go- a crutch. One, it's, it's basically saying yeah. talking like that about women and your teammates is fine, just don't get caught, is basically yes. what he said. Yeah. yeah. And the and flip another, that, oh, go ahead, Sarah. Oh, sorry. Um, I was going to bring up another talking point about um, these things. When people say, I would like to see your DMs. I was actually hacked after this. <laughs> like I was, somebody tried to get on my account and I had to talk to Apple for hours. And um, it wasn't my account that I had right now, thank God. But it was like some account that I used one time with my email. Like, don't do that. But what did I know in 2012? I thought I was going to like be a lawyer. Here we are. But um <laughs> I I looked through all my stuff after that and really thought about it. And I'm like, yeah, there are some things that I said that I'm like, well, it was not necessary. And that like, it's great to go through that and see things are not, I would never, and I have never talked in the way and that these people have talked. And if I were to get exposed for anything, it would be like for being really embarrassing. And getting it's like geeking out when certain people follow me on Instagram or Twitter. Like that's the one thing I would be like, oh my God, that um, I, I would hate to be hacked because it was like legitimately embarrassing, but I'm only embarrassing myself. So well, the irony was the day that whole thing went through the land of like, well, would you show us your DMs? Like my DMs weren't the problem. It was what people were DMing me would have actually shown a yeah. lot of ass. Oh my not, God. <laughs> not what I was DMing. You want to see them? Here we go. <laughs> so true. So true. <laughs> it's like it like anyone anyone could have like their messages leaked and obviously it's like, oh, it's not ideal. And oh, I said something that was mean or whatever, but like you you gotta stoop to a fucking level to get to like what they were at. And who who's the fucking time for that? Who well, for, the time long, to, to your point, as long as they did it. Like it was on yeah. and on and on. Yeah. So the other thing the three of us we were talking about this whole thing, and I forget which one of you said it, but again. First, there was the excuse of, oh, it's just that he got caught. Now, Leipzig has had his contract terminated by the Caps. He is no longer an NHL player. And now there's a whole section of people who think, well, see, we've dealt with the problem. Your thoughts, Shana? Um, it's, it's always nice when you can pat yourself on the back for doing this much of the right thing. Because if you do this much of the right thing and all of this, Still fucking sucks. You did this much right. Congratulations. You guys could see the visual right now. It was amazing. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> I'm doing it like I'm talking to you guys like this much versus this much. No, Next week, we'll roll out video. Oh, We're no. just testing it now. 
Yeah. If you could do one centimeters, I'm still doing the fucking bit. Okay. If you cannot talk in my hands, if you could do one centimeters worth of right, but your whole yardstick is goddamn garbage, mm-hmm. you know, you can pat yourself on the back because you did get something right. Like, sure, you suspended a player who has been on five teams in five years, who publicly made you look terrible. And um, yeah, problem solved. Everything's good. No one else does it. It's just him. It's one douchecock. Whatever. Like, it's over. Like, no, you're wrong. <laughs> you're terrible. Um, douchecock, shit pig. <laughs> we pulling no punches. <laughs> yeah. He was also vocabulary. a healthy scratch. He was a healthy scratch, and um, he made fun of his line mates who were great people by all accounts. Him? Well, and so yeah, wasn't we got here. Wasn't it you who said, like, what if this wasn't Brendan Leipzig? What if this was pick a player? Pick I don't know, Patrick Kane. Well, oh wait, oh, he's done worse, and it was okay. Sorry, so, sorry. What about what about Svetch? What about Mika? I mean, and I know you're all going to say, "Oh, those guys are nice," but like, yeah, they're good and pure. What if it's what if it's a quote unquote legitimate, well recognized, established player? Would they have so quickly kicked that player out? Of no, no, no. It would either and- be. You can go two ways. It's unfounded. It's not them. <laughs> you gotta have that. Or we're going to work with them through this and internally. it'll all be okay. <laughs> yeah, internally. They will they will get the help that they need and make sure that everything is okay. And when you check back in on it, everything's great and wonderful. Or you would <laughs> never hear about it. I wonder how yep. this really went down. I'm dying to know. I'm not gonna lie. Dying I bet to someone's know. girlfriend found it. I don't know though. Don't want to speculate too much, but um, dying to know. It actually wasn't me who brought that up. It was somebody in my responses. And for things like this, I felt it's important to actually read through the responses. I know somebody, when I was like condemning it or whatever on Twitter, somebody responded, like, isn't your favorite player Sean Avery? I was like, actually, I've been thinking about that a lot because you're right. He has said some horrible things, and you just wonder about what else he has said, like off the ice and like now with all the more that I know that I, I love, I still love watching him on the ice. Like that was just awesome to me, but um, it has me rethinking that because of like, just knowing what he probably said off the ice. Never meet your heroes, friends. Never meet yeah. your heroes. It's such an awkward thing too. Like, you know, you'll like, if you're covering a player too, and maybe that person isn't, they don't have to be like pristine, you know what I mean? But like maybe they have views that are opposite of you or have done things, but like you can separate it and you can analyze a player's play. I mean, like I brought up Patrick Kane. Obviously he doesn't have a, you know, a sterling record. You can look at Patrick Kane and analyze his play completely and stick a thousand percent to his play and not compliment him, his abilities, keep Mm -hmm. it strictly hockey. It's like an awkward thing to do, but like it is doable. And like, you know, there's such like, it's like a weird thing because you don't want it that like you sound like you're talking about someone, but you also have to remain like as unbiased as possible, which is why like it can be easier to stick to like what goes on on the ice, you know, stick to sports, not their personalities. Yeah, yeah. for sure. For- <laughs> Shane is column. Like we need to just like transcribe everything, every rant that, uh, for a best of at the end of the year. I'll get myself in trouble somehow. It's okay though. We'll just- Get the book thrown at me. Thank God we're our, our own bosses. <laughs> Sarah, any closing thoughts on this one? It's obviously not something that's cleaned up and tidy and easy to close, but it is what it is right now. It's just, it, it hit me a little different this, like, because you think, it just reminds me of like the things that I've gone through with hearing awful things about myself when it's like, you want to think 
it's in your head or you're being paranoid if people are saying, and it's, it's one thing to call somebody out on their bullshit, which that happens to me a lot. And I'm like, sometimes get defensive, but sometimes it's, I, at the end of the day, I always walk away like grateful if I messed up and somebody calls me out on it. But if this is a game you can't win, and this is just nothing you can do will make these people stop saying absolutely awful things about your biggest insecurities. So it really sucked. It like reminded me of like the little college girl, like hearing terrible things about the things I didn't like about myself, but um, somebody will love them. And it's not, it's not even about that. Make sure it's you first and then just love yourself and um, try to learn to do that. And that kind of made me remember the moment that I did that without it being contingent on what anybody thought about anything about me. And that gives you a power that like is your weapon against that. We promised you a hockey talk this week, friends. <laughs> we didn't really think it'd be this, this topic, but we do have another hockey topic. Um, there have been rumblings. Um, it would seem that the pressure on this topic might be lightening a little bit because it's fucking May 12th. So let's be realistic, but there is talk of an NHL draft in June. Not only is it in June, which is close without the usual buildup to regular draft prep, but the season is not technically done yet. So there would be a draft before there are playoffs. Shana, your thoughts? I think this is really awkward. Um, <laughs> no, I, it, it, because like, look, you can look at the NWHL and they're moving on with their off season because it was down to one game. and. It's not that there's less weight to the one game, but it's one game versus a potential for 16, 28, whatever it may be. Um, and players are going to come and go. And then if you weren't on, the, if you were on the team, then like you finish your season there and then move forward. But now you're talking the draft. It's not even that you're talking free agency or anything like that. You're talking the draft where there should be player movement. Now you're talking about no matter what, you have a lower cap than what you were anticipating, which everyone was operating with in mind and signing contract extensions or making trades. So all of a sudden that's, that's gone because you can't start, even if you, like if it's a 2014 playoff or they finish their regular season, you can't be moving players. So you're taking out this major opportunity for everyone to start negotiating deals to figure out what they might do or moving draft picks for players, which like is a natural, normal part of the draft in a year where they're going to need to cut salary. And yes, you might offer compliance buyouts, but wouldn't it be easier if you gave the option for player movement? What if Tampa wanted to move a player like Yanni Gord? They're not going to want to use a buyout. They might be like, hey, we'll trade someone instead of a second round pick plus, we'll, go, we'll take a fourth rounder, just take a salary off our hands. Like you need, you need the draft to do that. And now you're doing it for assets in a year. Like you're just screwing everyone. It kind of feels like when it's like, just wait a second. And I get, players want to commit to what they're doing next year and maybe they need to know sooner if they're going back to college. And now if you have an August draft, that might mess up someone who was drafted and things like that. But it just seems like you're, there's too many moving pieces to do this before the season ends, you know, forget where everyone will be like seated for a second. I feel like the player movement is like the huge part that stands out to me in a year where the cap might be the same, which nobody could see coming. Sarah. Yeah. Well, absolutely. And it's just, it's just a whole mess. And I think they need to start acting like it and start just kind of like acknowledging that the reality is really tricky. It's not going to be perfect, but um, 
there needs to be like some type of plan soon and like some type of direction. So people know what to do, but I like, it needs to be, I only say that because I, I'm a proponent of the virus um, sets the, the schedule. So it's like, it's, you can't plan for these things so dull. I don't know exactly what I'm trying to say, but it's just kind of like, I, every single day I wake up and there's 17 different scenarios that could happen. I'm like, I, yeah, obviously I'm in the media and I like getting things leaked to me, but I almost wish that like none of this was being leaked to anyone. So we didn't have to hear about it because it's just a cycle of this is impossible that like it's right. just the certain scenarios are just impossible for so many different things that um and i i don't i don't I mean, know yeah i mean I, i'm with i'm with both of you obviously i mean between what shana said about like what goes on with conditional picks that are depending yeah. on how teams finish what goes on with trades like you said what goes on with like if there's a trade at the draft so a player switches teams, but then the season resumes. Which team does that player play for? Yeah. And then let's say playoff eligible. And then you let's think it's going to be the other team, the the team that they were on. What if they get right. hurt now? Well, this, exactly. So I mean, there's just like there's just if you're going to do a draft now, and I get it that they're going to get ratings and they want to capitalize on the fact that no one's watching anything, that people are tuning in to watch virtual flip cup tournaments. But like, it's just not <laughs> worth it. Like, it's just you can't do a draft before like before the season's over you just exactly. can't do that like come on and like the thing is too like i keep saying this about if this season resumes i keep saying everything about it's going to have an asterisk there, no one's yeah. ever going to fully accept like even if the the standings end exactly as they are now someone's going to be pissed off because something yep. wasn't unfair something wasn't right there's always going to be an excuse <clears throat> don't extend that to the draft which is the start of these guys careers yeah right? exactly like, like Oh, this kid, the so and so, this team got the first pick, but would they have gotten the first pick if it was done? Like, yeah, you just stop. It seems it's, it's yeah, <laughs> stop. <laughs> it seems insane to me to keep the hope of the season alive while also planning for the draft. It just seems it's, insane yeah. to me. It's yeah. two different ideas, and like you mentioned to start, it's May twelfth. We know no matter what, if there's a draft, it's a virtual draft. Like mm -hmm. that is pretty right. much a certainty at this point. So how long do you actually legitimately need to plan that and get everything in place? I would think you can make the decision June 1st and be a little bit better educated on what's going on and how you're going to be finishing it. Because I would guess, could be wrong, could be a total idiot here, but I would guess that if by June 1st they don't know if the season's going to be able to resume, it's not happening. You're not doing it. Like, at what point do you, is the, it, they have to have a hard deadline to be like, if we don't have a better picture, we can't do this. Right. So. Why can't you make the decision, set the deadline, go, you know, June 1st, let's have everything finalized or June 5th, because you would be doing it June, what, 25th, 26th, whatever it would right, be. Right. So you're rushing to have an answer now just to have an answer so people could maybe feel better yeah. and get it. Everyone's yeah. restless. No one has anything to do that. Like now you're going to be paying special attention to this stuff and be even more impatient because you don't have something as a distraction. But who are, who are you best serving? You're going right. to do it, anger so many of your fans for doing it in such like a half-assed way. And it's like, what what did you accomplish here besides racing right. to the finish line? Like just right. and, well, it's like yeah. Sarah said. I mean, it's the problem, and I get it. Like, I think it's the same thing we're seeing with cities and economies and stuff. Like, I get the the desire to want to return to normal in whatever part of life you're talking about. But like 
yes, there are drivers there. There are economic drivers. There's mental health drivers there. That's one path, but that path has to be measured against the path that there is a fucking global health pandemic like, that we yeah, can't this control. Is just folks, yep, control. and we don't say this. There is nothing that gives me more anxiety than there not being a season. Like, and I'm sure you guys can relate. Like, you get your jobs back if there's a season, and then yeah. I don't get fired if there's a season. And like, it's when people say that like we're rooting for this not to happen. We're just oh, trying to be realistic. I hate that. When the the commissioner, not no offense, Gary. I like I actually am partial to Gary Bettman in some ways, not concussions, but anyway, that's a different story <laughs> for a different day. I. It's them giving you false hope right now that kind of, it's just like, I'm not trying to give you false hope about it. I'm not right. trying to give me false hope about it. Right. Like, right. I I just need to face reality and the fact that these situ the scenarios are ridiculous. You're going to have somebody die right. to keep the NHL season, like hypothetically, that's something that could really happen. Right. And yep. to keep the NHL season, like sports are a fun, a, um, sign of a very like high functioning society and that is not what we have right now and that's why it's one of the last things that return well there's good news that we're getting about like certain options to return to some semblance of normalcy but that like isn't sports isn't the priority here right yeah right. and you can look around the world for the rest of it yeah. korean baseball is happening right now but look now what's happening for, uh, you know, they, they seem yeah. to have things under control. And now there could be a small outbreak because they opened nightclubs too soon. And yeah. now you're going to have to put a league back on pause. So yeah. now you're going to have to leave it alone and then get another training camp. And then, like, that's complicated. And, yes, the Premier League is set to go in June, I think. But, like, you're – it's just so many things going on that it's like you're the, the fact of the matter is the United States is not the rest of the world and how they handled this, you know, and right. you can't, you can't like, you have to recognize the gravity of what's going on and just be realistic because I think instead of like the constant, let's, let's give some hope or even like, let's see, let's throw something at the wall and see what sticks. Oh, we got horrible horrible responses like what what do you gain unless you're like yeah we respect our fans and listen to them you're probably gonna do the same fucking thing you wanted to do anyway despite what the fans said you're not changing your mind because that, it just seems like you're giving them like something to keep them entertained but you know it's not a soap opera or anything so definitely not <laughs> oh not a soap opera we, we have to find that that we, that is like there's no better time for that than these past yeah. few weeks My not God. a soap opera just <laughs> a bunch of people that love cocaine and um <laughs> There's so much Connor McDavid's girlfriend's legs and their own teammates. Just and that's just going through a <laughs> pandemic. That's a soap opera, soap line, it's soap line, storyline right there. You canceled your season for a pandemic. And now, like, baseball, they're, like, testing them for antibodies and things like that, which I'm not saying is a bad idea, but, like, soap opera. Sorry, guys. Soap opera. It really is. Just it's ridiculous. And I love the bravery. Idea. I love the bravery of so brave and like the players that have been coming out saying like i know i just saw sean doolittle is it um yeah he's he's amazing yeah he had such a great take about just like all the risks that would be involved in the um mlb coming back and the mlb isn't coming back for you or me or and or them right. it's coming back for the owners and right the, and yep so yes. just and remember that different too think about it they could the nhl had what, 80% of their season, of their yeah. regular season, you know, like, 
baseball had nothing. They need it. They they don't have 80% of the, well, we made ticket sales for 80% of the year, at least. Mm-hmm. You don't have that, period. And, right. you know, it's not like even if they do come back, they can restructure, they can do anything to make themselves more money. It's going to be like minor things. But like, you, you're their league that's literally sitting here going, if we can't come back, like obviously they're making plans, but they seem to like understand what's going on a little bit more. And this is a non-contact sport that's had 0% of their season versus someone who it's like, well, you're missing the end part. Yes, it's going to fuck you. Yes, it's going to cost you. But like, at least you had something to make money because we know that's what it's all about. Yeah. Yeah. Sorry, I'm so cynical. <laughs> no, it is. Shane was on a roll. <laughs> it's just a lot like and it's a lot to hear about every day and try to like sift through all like the possibilities of it when you know like and realistically like you're gonna put everybody in a hotel in Raleigh you're gonna put everybody in a hotel in Columbus like I it just seems like such a dystopian thing to do like to I don't know I just it would be a shame if anybody got hurt well exactly speaking of dystopian we do have fun fuck Mary kills as submitted by our listeners and this may be the only second time ever that we have submitted a fuck Mary kill to the list my friends they have been all listeners submitted like episode one episode one and then we have a very special one that's going to let you inside the planning a little bit inside the planning of our, our delightful website uh and and clause for a cause um, but we'll start with hockey dystopian hockey Sarah, you're up first. You ready? Yes. Here we go. Fuck, Mary, kill. The World Championship. The Frozen Four. Or the Memorial Cup. Oh, my God. All right. If you know me, you know I'm marrying the Frozen Four. Um, it's just, I love it. I always used to go when I covered college hockey, obviously, and, like, I go whenever I can. Probably would have gone this season. Penn State would have made it, which I think they would have, but it's just, these guys get so fired up. There's the thing about college hockey you need to know is there's absolutely zero defense going on at any time. And that's just Penn state, Sarah. (laughs) That's true. Actually, Ohio state was so good at defense, but they stood out because they were so boring. (laughs) Defense, Right. Like it's, I do love coach Steve though. I like, he's a great guy to talk to. I love the big 10. So, and just watching these guys' dreams come true, like watching, it's college hockey is so exciting. And I yeah. know that's just a state that doesn't play defense. But I, I also used to go to Northeastern games all the time. So it was the same deal. It was like, that was my Hockey East Penn State when I moved back to Boston. But I'll marry that. I just love it. Um, college hockey is great. And that's all I have to say about that. Um, I will... Fuck the world championships because that's always a fun time. And I'll kill the Memorial Cup because I'm not Canadian. Shana. Carrying on. <laughs> Amazing. Um, <laughs> yeah, I think my answers are pretty much in line with that. You know, I, I love the Frozen Four tournament. I think it's so cool to see players before they're professional. And, you know, they care about this is the most important tournament that they've ever had. It's, it's like the first – I don't want to say first year because it's, like, not fair. But you know what I mean? Like the first national – at that level, everything before that, like, I don't think it compares. Um, and I love the women's frozen four, you know, the women's frozen four too. And you get to see um, all these unbelievable women hockey players before they go. And so many don't go on to be professionals. And hopefully, you know, you see that change and that increase. But so you get to see some of these players 
beforehand. And I, I always like getting to know these players as much as I can before they go on to the, like, you know, the NHL or NWHL level. So it gives you like a good background. I think it makes it more exciting to follow them through their uh, careers. Love the world championship. Well, no, I love the women's world championship because love is I, not I, an option. We're fuck Mary Kill. I'm fucking, I'm fucking the world championship okay. because I love the women's world championship. I, I wish oh, yeah. you know, it was like a little bit more of a more competitive field for more teams. Cause you, you do know who it's going to come down to, but it doesn't change how fantastic it is. Um, and Team USA is fucking awesome, so it just, like, makes it so much better. And I, I love watching World Juniors, too. But, uh, yeah, I, I would fuck that because, like, you, you're getting, like, an incomplete roster when it's the Men's World Championship because it's those who aren't in the playoff picture. And, like Sarah said, I'm not Canadian. So I will kill the <laughs> Memorial Cup. I'll watch it if it's on because, you know, why not? Talk to you. I'm, I'm going to watch it and, like, it's interesting. But, like, I, I don't have that same, like, connection to it. So, Yeah. All right. As the only member of this podcast who has been to a Memorial Cup. Ooh, uh, which one? <laughs> it was, oh gosh, what year was it? But it was, uh, so Josh Anderson was with uh, the London Knights and oh. Kirby Reichel had, talk about a soap opera, Kirby Reichel's <laughs> dad was the GM of his team and traded his own son to the Gelf Storm so that his son could compete for the Memorial Cup. How about that? What that's a story. A, that's a sacrifice <laughs> for your kid. Wow. And then, then Ward Reichel, his dad, is recently was ousted from the team years later. Um, but I digress. So um, hold on, sorry. So I would, I would, uh, Shana made an important point. So I'm still going to marry the Frozen Four because it does include women's game, the women's game. So I think that's important. I would fuck the Memorial Cup because it is a black, it is, fucking chaos because it's junior hockey right so it's just like all over the place and it is such a microcosm of Canadian hockey and when I went it was in London and like you're just like it's like you were injected into like the foundational cell of hockey and like everyone's gossiping and everyone's talking and everyone's there and it was massively crazy so I would fuck the Memorial Cup and I would kill the world championship because honestly at that point in the year usually I'm just like go hockey and that weird Skoda logo on the middle of the ice what is it really and the song the song's the one thing that gets me because oh like I, yeah I'll try to watch as much as I can because I like to collect the video and like I can't always go back to the archives because it's not like we have as much access um and the the song it, it just I'm like god damn it change it once or have a different one per yeah. year it's per like category pinata song. <laughs> yeah I hate it but um speaking of Steve Rollick um one time he called me. State, yes, yes. One time he called me and my ring back tone, I forgot that I had a ring back tone, but it was kiss me through the phone by Soldier Boy. I forgot like, about oh, ring back tone. Do I have the right number? I was like, yes, sorry, I'm changing that. And that was the God. end of that ring back tone. I, I forgot those existed. That was so long ago. All right, Sarah, you ready for the next one? It was actually like two years ago for me. I just always oh kept it. But yeah. <laughs> I think in like I thought it was funny. School and before that even, because I think I got like, I, you had to like pay for them, I think. And I was so poor in like high school. I was like, I can't afford that. Sarah. Yes. Fuck, Mary kill. Iceberg. The mascot. Gritty. Or the New Jersey devil. Okay. We're going to marry Gritty. Oh my God. Till death do us part. I love Gritty. I love... The way they're marketing him is just him. It's not going to assume a gender here. Um, they, I was actually just interviewing uh, 
the Hurricanes Stormy and I asked him if he's friends with Gritty. So let's see about that tomorrow. And I just love, like, it's so genuinely funny. Usually people market, like, whatever, ha ha, the team told a joke, but they just go all out with Gritty. And I just respect that. <laughs> he's not guilty. The glove didn't fit, fit so the grit must have quit. And um, I, I just love that. That was actually a thing. More um, so Favre, more so Favre right there. Assault charges for a mascot. mascot was taken to court, seriously. Of course, it's the Philly an, mascot. An article was written about him. Mm-hmm. Not talking about the person inside of Gritty. No, no, no. Gritty as a being. <laughs> Charlie O'Connor tweeted that. He was like, well, why are we calling this person Gritty? It's like not the real Gritty. It's not real. <laughs> but um, maybe Gritty's real. But I would... Uh, fuck Iceberg because that mascot was so nice to me when I was in Pittsburgh, um, which is weird things to remember, but I've, not many people were nice to me in Pittsburgh, and Iceberg the Penguin was, and I guess I'll kill the devil. Um, I like I like the persona on Twitter, but um, just too many eligible bachelors slash bachelorettes out here. Shana, your answers, please. Um. Again, my answers are the same. I'm going to marry Gritty. I thought Gritty was going to be annoying and like fade out. You remember, like it was like yeah, the Oilers totally. like had their Bobcat, and then it was yeah. Gritty, and you were just like, uh, yeah, that was too much over the top. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But they they were like, no, 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 we're not a little over the top. We're so over the top. We have squeakers in his hands and stuff like that. <laughs> and they've leaned into it to a point that it's just it it's so funny still, and it's something that you go like, oh, maybe it won't be funny, mm-hmm. blah blah blah. Like it is. It's so hilarious. good. And yeah. the players bought into it. Like Kevin yeah. Hayes was like, I hope Gritty's my roommate. So that always Kevin Hayes reference for the, for the podcast. Another yep. keeping track. <laughs> uh, but yeah, like everything with it, like they could have, they could have like slowed it down and they were like, no, no, no. We're just going to keep it at this like super generational level for a mascot. And it's totally worked. I mean, they went for it. I love it. Um, I'll, I'll fuck the I'll fuck iceberg and I'll kill the devil. I just feel like I don't know iceberg. It's kind of cool. It's like something different. Like the devil, it's like very obvious because it's like you're the devils and here you are. It's it's iceberg's a, a penguin. penguin. <laughs> I know, but he's a cool name. Versus what is it, Mister Devil? Oh, okay. So you're gonna get a name. This. Come up with a name. It's not Call his Satan. fault. Call him Satan. Call him Damien. I don't freaking know. Damien, penguin. <laughs> Damien the devil. Oh Billy's God. iceberg. I'm like, all right. And they played at the arena with the the igloo or something. Yeah. Is that what they called? Yeah. Which so is like where it, penguins like, live. Right. So it flows like iceberg. They're just gonna call New Jersey Hill, which I'm not gonna make <laughs> okay, a joke about not, New Jersey. <laughs> the only good thing about New Jersey is that when you leave the Devil's Arena is that there's like a Wawa five minutes away, and that is the only redeemable quality, and that's it. So I am not only the only member of this podcast to attend the Memorial Cup, I'm the only member of this podcast who is a former mascot. An amazing Actually. mascot. You have to share the picture. Well, no you one do. can see this, Shayna. No, when we post the pot. Oh my God, I'm not an idiot. I'm like, <laughs> like an idiot. Let the record show. I'm not an idiot. You're not Please an tweet idiot. out Brilliant. the picture. It's, it's amazing. Okay. Um, I will also have to marry Gritty because it is amazing for all the reasons you guys said. Because I have to respect the quality of the costume, it's very key. Very, very key. The devil has a slight edge. Therefore, I will fuck the devil and kill Iceberg. Can I ask a question? I don't know. Can you? (laughs) May I? Mr. Sibian, yes. Oh, my God. (laughs) 
Um, what was the best part about being a mascot? Like, I need to know. <sighs> Did you feel like you could say anything to anyone but because you can't no one knew? Can you just tell you the whole talk. story? You couldn't yell. You can like yell through the costume and tell someone like fuck well, I'm off. I'm actually working on something to put this all together with my college roommates. So <gasps> it's coming together. So if I don't, yes, I will tell the whole story. Oh, but I, okay. So I will tell you as a teaser, um, I ended up laying out uh, Duke the dog from Virginia Commonwealth <laughs> University in the middle of a basketball court during the playoffs. Wow. Incredible. So that's probably the highlight. VCU, that's no joke. Well, we were the Richmond Spiders. I was a spider. <laughs> that's it's it. so good. Okay, for our final fuck Mary kill, we are taking you very inside baseball here. So you have been <laughs> a friend of the podcast for some time. Um, first, uh, if you were at the Flip Cup tournament, you're aware that when Sarah's father joined us as a mystery guest, his introduction into the Zoom meeting was to be flanked by large photos of his very favorite daughter, Sarah Sivian. So there were large photos behind her dad. And then if you were paying attention to Shayna's Twitter on Mother's Day, Shayna tweeted a quite adorable photo of herself as a wee little tot with her mom. Just the cutest little thing ever. We'll tweet that out too after the pod. Very cute. And then in the most Thanks, embarrassing guys. series of events, when we put together our website, Shayna says to us, everybody tell me what picture you want to use. So I assume we're all just going to use our Twitter pictures, whatever. I'm like, yeah, that's fine. Use so then we see the mock-up. Shayna's got this adorable picture. Sarah's got this it's adorable picture. It's my Twitter picture. picture. <laughs> it's cute. It's like endearing. And like Sarah Thank looks you. so approachable and lovely. And here I am with like this corporate headshot. So then I'm like scrolling, 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 trying to find a picture to send. And I sent my co-host here a picture of me. There was a period of years before my friends in Germany had children that every September, because fun fact, it's not in October, it's in September, Every September, Stephen and I would go to Munich for Oktoberfest. <laughs> and I sent Shayna and Sarah a picture of me at Oktoberfest in the traditional dirndl attire <laughs> as one is required to wear. So they have seen this. I don't do it. Do you guys want to share any thoughts on the photo before we enter into the fucking incredible photos? <laughs> incredible. Glorious. What can't you do? Honestly, she does it all. Amazing. She does, does it, it all. all. Please, um, can I have a pretzel? <laughs> <laughs> So Sarah, you can go first. Fuck Mary Kill, Teeny Tiny Shayna, Allison at Oktoberfest, or the Gallery Day Sarah behind your father at Flip Cup. Um, I'm gonna marry Teeny Tiny Shayna because she's a precious little angel, and you wouldn't think she'd have the most f bombs per sixty in the podcast while looking at that. But um, whatever. I'm gonna fuck. Um, Oktoberfest Allison, that sounds like the experience of a lifetime. And I'm gonna kill the pictures that my parents print out of, uh, from the internet uh, about me and frame, just the selfies that they frame of me because that, it looks like I died. Like if you see the shrine in my house, it looks like I died. So don't want that. Can you describe the shrine? How big is the shrine? Um, we can do a picture of that. I definitely tweeted about it a few times. It's okay. like. It's just, there's like pictures of the family, like whatever. And then there's just this one huge picture of one of my random selfies from like the 4th of July, 2016. It's like, a, it's like four times bigger than every other picture. So it's like, and there was like a candle next to it once. And it's like, this girl is not alive. <laughs> Shana, your photo selections, please. 
Um, all right. I'm going to kill the picture of teeny tiny Sheena Aww. because, well, yeah, I'm not going to like marry myself. <laughs> love yourself, Sarah said well, love I, yourself. Yeah, I could. come on. And you learned nothing. Could, like, you know, that, you know, it's not the worst idea then actually. Hmm. You can just be by alone and quiet. You know, it's nice. Um, no, because out of spite right now, I posted that picture out of spite because my mom yelled at me because I joked with her. I know she hates like how people put so much shit on like social media. Like she doesn't care if like you post like a random thing, but like when people do things for their kids, especially like you'll see like some people be like, happy birthday to my amazing child. I'm so proud of what I've raised. And it's like, good pat on the back for yourself. So like she didn't want any of that and yelled at me and cursed at me for doing it. So I did it out of spite. And um, <laughs> it's like very, look, you mentioned the pictures for the website. I like, she saw it and she was scrolling down and she sees mine. She's like, I fucking hate that picture of you. And I was just like, a picture and she's like yeah fucking sucks you can do better and I was just like you can <laughs> thank do better thank you classic yes. mom yeah thank thank you so much mom I know you're gonna listen to this so enjoy so I'm killing that one um definitely want the Allison Oktoberfest experience so gotta yeah. fuck that have to I mean what can't you do so I'm gonna marry the shrine because I like I like one, the effort that went into it. Yes. You know, he was participating in the tournament to help us out. We needed someone and he was like, I got this. I'm ready. I'm going to play flip cup for my daughter on the internet. Like that right there. Incredible. And the effort to have the pictures. But what really truly was incredible to me was that your dad had all these pictures to be like, look, I'm this kind father. I love my daughter. As he's talking shit to you, like <laughs> count down from five. He goes, can you? And I was like, I love him right there. That as you can see, why. <laughs> That's what I want right there. That would so, be him. Yeah, it's like it's the perfect balance, and that's what you need in a marriage. Mm -hmm. So I'm going to also marry Sarah's photos because <laughs> aside from the shit talking, I did that, like it is legit. Like, how fortunate to have such a great relationship with your parents and parents who love yeah, you so much yeah, to sure. like say we are literally going to bring out like massive photos of our daughter <laughs> behind us, like. Not many parents would do something. And that's, it really that's is cool. True. And they it's a really me. cool, cool sign of love. So I thought that was really mm -hmm. awesome. Um, I'm going to, see, this is awkward because like, what am I going to do to a small child? <laughs> this is very uncomfortable. <laughs> so. Look what um, she's grown up to become. Um, this. Okay. okay. She's so, talking, leading fucks for uh, 60. This is awkward. Um, I'm going <laughs> to gloss over this real quick. I'm going to fuck Shane's little girl photo because it's fun. <laughs> Shit. Damn. You don't even need to check our DMs. Just look what we're saying God. out in the open. Uh, yeah, please. And I'm going to kill the Oktoberfest photo because here's another fun story from this. The fact that it exists like, is terrifying because one time, so Stephen's brother teaches German in their hometown and we were at home one time and his brother calls and he's like, oh, I have a picture of you, of Allison in this German speaking magazine about Oktoberfest. And like, if you've been what? to Oktoberfest, you're like, holy fuck. <laughs> what picture is this? I am screwed. And like, we kept being like, trying to be casual, but like, oh, could you, could you send us a, a picture of, of the magazine or a cop? Oh no, it's the school's property. Um, well, could you describe the photo? And it turned out to be this benign photo, but it was a picture that we had posted, I think on Facebook and somehow someone had gotten it and put it in this magazine. Oh so like all evidence of Oktoberfest just needs to go away. So I will kill that. I get it. Do you know what that Valid. makes sense? Valid. Valid. Yeah, you don't want any what happens at Oktoberfest days in yes. Oktoberfest. The whole idea is drinking. You don't want to remember it. Well, sometimes you don't. <laughs> no, you don't. No, and the worst is if you drink it, then you look at your phone, you're like, 
Oh my god, I have too many memories of it. Like it's it's just there for you. Yeah, so that was well, a this great is, picture. This, that photo was from a year before when uh, you took photos on your phone. How about that? I'm old. It was on cameras that we developed or digital. No, they were digital cameras. It was very hip. Yeah, we use digital uh, cameras. I, yeah, no, I definitely took I some have. photos on my digital camera. Not like photos like that, but like photos like um, you needed at your parties I wasn't supposed to be at. Yeah, yeah, yeah. MySpace pics. That's why we get those selfie angles. Yeah. Well, friends, that is why we need you to submit Fuck, Mary Kills to yes. this delightful show so that you can get yes. quality content like that. Um, this puts a bow on another episode. I have since discovered this is actually episode 12. So I've learned something today. <laughs> we have a dozen um, episodes. But it's we, mumbo number five. Ooh, I like it. Uh, we, as always, Bad thank job. you guys so much for listening. Um, thank you for subscribing. Thank you for reviewing and commenting. Um, follow us on Twitter at two underscore much underscore man. Check out our merch on Teespring. The link is on both our Twitter page and our website, which you should check out. Shout out to Alexa cool Goldman, uh, yes. which is toomanymenpod.com. Um, you can go there to see. Um, soon we're going to have the final bracket up of all the winners from the Flip Cup tournament, screenshots of our donations and all that good stuff. So stay connected with us, tweet at us, keep listening. We love you guys. Um, and I will say goodbye for me. We'll be back next week. Ladies, any final thoughts? No. <laughs> Bye, everybody. I just wave, Bye. but you can't see it. <laughs> Bye, guys. We'll see you love next you. week. Love you. Wait, love you. I say love you. Love you.